dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. With me is my co-host Heather Parry. So, why have I done that again? <laughs> why are you saying that? Why have I done that again? Why? Sometimes I start saying, I'll just say a weird thing one time and then it becomes like a vocal tick and like I can't stop saying it. Like, one of my friends has like changed the way that she likes her name to be said mm-hmm. and I now can't stop saying it the other way. That's annoying. It's like my brain like shorts out at the minute and just throws one out there and it's always the wrong one. Well, I've noticed when I get anxious, I say words twice. Like if I don't really know how to approach someone, I'm like, hi, hi, <laughs> why? Or if, if someone says something, I go, yeah, cool, cool. Oh, I say I'm cool, like, why cool. am I doing it twice? Oh, I don't know. There's why? gotta be some psychology there. Anyway, we're outside, as you might be able to tell. Yeah. Um, not just because we fancy it, although it is quite nice. Um, but to comply with COVID guidelines, and we are doing our audio doves. Oh yeah, I mini, love it. Mini sods, <laughs> pre-Halloween, pre-season seven countdown. Thirteen more tales of horror. Will I tell you it's fourteen degrees right now? Is it? I know. I checked it out. I mean, wow. I still am wearing three layers, <laughs> massive jumper, and a scarf. So. We're still literally sitting outside in autumn in Scotland, but you know. <laughs> We're doing it for the listeners, because we care. Because you need your audio doves. Exactly. Um, and today's... What's life without an audio dove? <laughs> today's delight. Well, I was going Ooh, for a food thing, but that was that wasn't a sarcastic? It. I don't know. Mm. Well, it's The Buyers by David Belbin, number 10 in our 13 Tales of Horror. 13 More Tales of Horror. We haven't done a Belbin. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever read a Belbin. I think I read a Belbin as a kid. I think he did a point crime. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, yeah. no, yeah, didn't we say we did... No, that was a Malcolm Rose, wasn't it? Or did we mix them up? I don't know. Did we actually do a Belbin and we said we did a Rose? Well, I say, hang on, final cut. Go on, you find it. Point so horror. this is a point crime that we did, I think on Patreon, mm-hmm. rather than a point horror. Because did you know, listeners, there's a whole series, there's point romance, there's point sci-fi. Point crime. Point crime. Um, I... <laughs> If you put Final Cut in, you do not get that book. No, so you're we'll never get know. the programme, won't yep. you? Yeah. <laughs> we did it at some point. Um, and you can have access to that um, by becoming a Patreon. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Will I tell you about the But story? you don't have to. You can just listen to us talk right now. You can do. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. <laughs> you're free to choose whatever you wish. So, the buyers. Uh, Karen's parents are selling their house. Again, the true horror. world. <laughs> Estate agents... What was the one yesterday? The true horror of being caught in the chain of <laughs> buying and selling houses. <laughs> um, private school as well, all these true things. horrors. I mean, these are the true horrors. Not of being the able to get into the library, which we're all experiencing right now. <laughs> yeah. This is real middle class horror. <laughs> um, so they live in a bit of a dive, and they've been trying to sell their house for six months. And you know it's a dive because there's dog poo on the road. Yeah, which is, I mean, who could even cope? Um, and it's not well it's not the best is it they've had to knock money off the house a couple of times which is I gotta say this is what happened to my parents when they were um, moving house last time out of where I'm originally from so I was like no yeah that is really bad also six months though they was on the market like 18 Um, what boring content Karen is (laughs) (laughs) Karen is trying to study but one day a couple show up at the house and they ask to see it the house not Karen's work 
Um, that screen, would be spooky. It would kind of, but we look at what you're doing. Who are you? Fine. Curious. Just curious. <laughs> They're strange and oddly quiet. Hmm. But they want the house, which is good. Um, it is weird that I don't know if I would just let people... If I was trying to sell my house... If you were that sh- desperate. Although I do know people who've sold their houses lately and it's basically been like the neighbours coming over and being like, can we come and have a look around? We'll have it. Wow. Yeah, weird. I was surprised. I guess, spoiler, I really thought they were going to be aliens because they're acting so weird. So I was like, they're either aliens or they're from some kind of cult. Yeah. Anyway, it's neither of those. I imagine them to be like the couple in um, American Gothic. Is it called American Gothic, the painting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Except goths. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird mental image. Okay. <laughs> um, so they don't leave a name, but they say they want the house and they say they'll be in touch. Karen's family can now move closer to her boyfriend, to the nice bit of town, so they're all pretty stoked about it. Um, but then the couple don't show up again until weeks later, and Karen is home alone. But weirdly, <laughs> this time they've brought 10% deposit in cash. Just like in a big bag. Yeah. I like that's that he doesn't say how much the house is worth, because that means it's not as aged as it could have. That's true, because it was what, probably about two grand. grand. Yeah. <laughs> We bought £2,000. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. Whereas now it'd be like, here's £25,000. Yeah. Um, so Karen takes it <laughs> and then doesn't think about just running away or having some to herself. I would. But then how are you going to sell your house? But I know, but it's not her concern, is it? She's a teenager. She wants to live by her boyfriend. <laughs> That's true. She's quite sensible when it comes to the housing market. Sometimes I've had like sums of money in my bank account just before they're paid out to a massive thing. And every single time I'm like, we could just run away. We could just run. We could go on a holiday. Yeah, that was like when I bought my flat and you get the deposit in your account and you're like, oh my God, that's so much money. And then it's all gone. Yeah. I could just spend that on something. Oh no, yeah. it's gone. Gone. You uh, do spend on something. You spend it on a place to live. That's so, true. You know. The most boring cost of all. No, that's a boiler. <laughs> oh God, a boiler. <laughs> or a fridge, as I'm finding. Or, or um, we had to spend a lot of money on getting new floors. And I was like, we're just going to fucking walk on them. Yeah. <laughs> just got to have something to walk on. But then it's much better than giving all that to your landlord, so. True. Um, huge privilege, not complaining. Karen takes all that money and lets them look around the house, which is fair enough. Um, she asks their names and the woman says they're Mr. and Mrs. Todd. Interesting. Sweeney, eh? <laughs> no, it's not that, that direction. Well, they're on their Todd. So a, a surveyor comes. This is really proper mid for 30s. Isn't it? <laughs> oh no, the surveyor came over. I think that's how I learned what a surveyor was. <laughs> I still imagine they just come in and like just survey land like a lord like just look like yeah hmm. sort of stand with like one foot up on a rock <laughs> yeah. and like their hand up to their eyes and just look across What's the land what's man doing oh he's the surveyor surveying <laughs> um, and then he says they'll, he's not a very good surveyor he says they'll need to get the roof done which will be about three grand lol your wish <laughs> maybe it's a tiny roof <laughs> maybe it's a thatched roof I think um, they're expensive. Are they? I mean, I haven't got one, so I don't know. But In the 90s. If you've got a thatch roof, tell us how much it costs. Write in, tell us about your thatch. <laughs> God, I'm probably in a list. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this entire roof redo is going to cost three grand. Um, and the, the Todds might want to lower the price. But you know what? They don't, Kirsty. Which is... <laughs> I love how the, the, the like dread of this is people not taking advantage <laughs> in every single possible the, way they can. Of the surveyor. <laughs> but they don't. What they do need is the house within four weeks. 
which means that Karen and family will have to move to rented accommodation across town, but that's okay, they're fine with that. Um, so cut to moving day, and the police show up at their house just as they're finishing up. It seems that a large number of the bills used for the deposit were marked bills. Used to pay a kidnapping ransom last year. Kidnapping. Kidnapping. <laughs> ransom last year. Oh my god, my kitten had hiccups earlier and it was just so cute and I was just hysterical and he was like, help me. Oh. <laughs> it was really funny though. Um, I don't know why that made me think of that. Kidnapping. A, ki- a kidnap is surely a hiccup. A kid. A cat does. Yeah. Ki- uh, cat up. No, it's like when they puke. Oh, <laughs> oh no, she's doing a cat up again. Sometimes we get woken up to just one of them going. But then oh, they don't no, do no, it. They don't do it. Rosie does that all the time. Lady Reverend Rosemary Bennett Logan, friend of the podcast, my dog. She'll, she'll suddenly, yeah, make a noise like she's going to puke. And I'm like, oh, no. And then she just doesn't do anything. I don't know what she's doing. That is the preferable option, though, because once um, when I was living in Canada and we were fostering cats, I had the worst flu of my life, like the real flu. You know, when it's like you can't move your head, you can't look at things, oh, yeah. you can't, like, it's so awful. You shift your head on the pillow and you're like, <clears throat> And you can't even, like, read or watch a show because you're just in agony. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my, my wife's waving at us from the window. <laughs> we were just waving at her. My boyfriend. <laughs> While we sit in the garden with massive coats on. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend then caught that flu off me. And then we were both in bed just being really pathetic. And then I just heard this from the kitchen. And I ran into the kitchen. And the cat was on top of the kitchen table, vomiting for like maximum splashback. Like it was like everywhere all over the floor. And I think I just started crying. (laughs) Because I was like, I've got to clean that up. And I feel so bad. (laughs) Do you know what? Rosie does occasionally puke. And we've got wooden floors in every room except one and she always pukes in the carpeted room <laughs> like god why we've not had anything like that with the cats i should say they're called fidel and ernesto because they deserve names but um we were transferring them to from their little kitty like starter litter trays to the big adult starter tray uh, sorry litter tray and it's got like a door on it you know like a fluffy door mm-hmm. and they're just too stupid to understand the concept of the door I wonder what was happening then. I had a bug on my laptop. (laughs) So she went in there and like all she saw was it was closed. So she just went over to the Batman. Batman. The Batman. The Batman. That's what Batman calls his Batman. (laughs) Batman. The Batman. It's in the shape of the symbol. (laughs) Everything is in the shape of the symbol. (laughs) So she squatted on the Batman and uh, just started pissing. And then I was like, no. So I sort of like came over and like pushed her a little bit to try and make her stop but she just was completely prone so she just rolled over and then just pissed all in the air like a baby when you're changing a snappy and then I had to like hold her up and shove her into the tray and she pissed everywhere anyway it wasn't really her fault welcome to piss chat <laughs> with Heather and Kirsty. <laughs> so cat piss regular <laughs> cat piss and vomit all the time so the police are uh, like bizarrely open with the information and like really horribly combative to these people who really have just got stolen money like sorry got like marked bills yeah, it's not their fault yeah like I, we've probably got marked bills or had them at some point in our life if that's how they catch people money just goes into I circulation i had a fake note once a fake 10 pound note and i gave it to someone in a shop and they were like this is fake and i was like um well what do you want me to do about it because <laughs> 
someone gave me it for goods of £10, which I gave them, so where's my £10? All money is fake. It's just an well, IOU. Yeah. It just, anyway. anyway. <laughs> Aren't they glad they didn't get me that day? <laughs> um, and also, can I say, I'm white, so I got away with having a fake note. Yeah, whereas in America, mm-hmm. you could have been uh, killed. Yep. So, they, the police seeing the empty house think the family's doing a flit, uh, which would be weird because they... I like that phrase, the flit. flit. But they're moving to, like, a high-crime part of town. And I'm like, do criminals move to high crime parts of town because like that's where they think Get away they belong? With it more? <laughs> Don't doesn't make any sense. Anyway, they take the parents to the station and Karen and her boyfriend are left to like clear up the house. Here's where it gets really horrible. She she rings the solicitor. There we go, <laughs> having to deal with one. Oh my god, they charge you by the minute on the phone. <laughs> um, even though he's completely useless and says something about mortgage fraud. <laughs> I don't know how anyone commits mortgage fraud, my god. Um, and then the Todds arrive, uh, so they, Karen and her boyfriend, like, hide, um, and the Todds are carrying something in a carpet. Huh, weird, I wonder what that is. Um, Karen and her boyfriend hide in a back alley. I don't know how they don't know it's not just a carpet. Maybe, there's, ha- maybe there's feet sticking out the end. I think if you've got, let's say it's body, for reasons, in a carpet, I think you'd know. Would you not just think it's a big carpet? Is it, are you like me? You think that like if you lie under the sheet still enough, people can't see you? Because I genuinely invisible. think that. <laughs> the monster can't see you if you're covered by the duvet. Um, so yeah, they go and hide in the back alley and the boyfriend goes and runs back. He runs off to get the police. And it's like, well, why don't you both go then? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Maybe they explain it and I just can't remember. So anyway, he never comes back. Thanks, boyfriend. Um, and Karen eventually gets into, like, the roof room. Um, and guess what? There is a girl tied to the radiator. I should have said, somewhere in these notes, that a popular local comedian's daughter has been kidnapped. Uh, and the comedian lives across the road. Across the road, yeah. So I, I really buried the lead there. Yeah, that was kind of the whole point of the story. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, so she goes up there, and guess what? The girl is there. And she's screaming, and then she realizes, Karen realizes it because Mr. Todd is behind her, and he forces them downstairs, where they find Karen's dead boyfriend and dad, like, piled up on the fucking basement floor. And up until this point, you're like, oh, cool, they're going to solve the crime. And now you're like, oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) they're, like, really in trouble. Um, And then the Todds knock out the girl who was the kidnapped kid, obviously, because they can't kill her. Um, But then they stab Karen, and she dies. The end. Like, just, the protagonist is just dead. In a lot of the stories in this book, the protagonist dies. I thought this was actually quite scary. I mean, I thought it was pretty stupid up until this point. Yeah. Because I was like, she's so, they're so obviously going to solve the crime and sell their house. And, and then this happened and I was like, oh, that's quite a brutal slap of reality. Yeah. A wet fish to the face there. The, the bit for me, oh, oh, well, the girl, maybe I'm just really hormonal and like maternal this week, but... When the girl was like in the roof thing, the cats. yeah, it is probably is the cats actually um, making me very emotional. And then I was like, oh my god, like fucking girls been kidnapped. Do you know what I mean? I that also just scary. listened to a podcast about Jeffrey Dahmer, so maybe it's all mm. this. Um, but then yeah, when she goes down and it's her fucking boyfriend's body, I was like, oh my god, this is brutal. And then yeah, she's properly killed. Wow. Yeah. And then that's just the end. And then that's just the end. And they get away with it. Good luck. Sleep tight. Yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, what did you think of this? Good? I thought it was okay. I'm going to say three, because I did think that the end was scary, but I thought there was a lot of back and forth pointlessly fluff. up until that point. A lot of fluff. Okay. I am happy to say that. I have to say three. 
I probably would have given it a four. Well, you can, and it'll have a three and a half if you want. Mm, no, I don't think it's that good. Okay. So let's say that. Pardon me, is it good, bad? No, there's nothing good, bad about it. I don't think it's kind of trashy fun at all. I think, I like that they're really weird. Yeah. And I mean, I was a bit bad disappointed criminals. that they weren't aliens or cultists, but, <laughs> you know. Um, we all have our catnip in stories. Yeah. Okay, so we're, yeah, I'm, I'm I would say two for good, bad. It's not really good, bad. Yeah, all right, two. Yeah. So three and a half and two. And we're back tomorrow, and we're doing a story called Closeness. And who's that by? I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. You haven't written any of these down. I know, I don't know why. I only wrote down the authors of the ones that you're doing, which doesn't really make sense, Oh my God, it's by Westwood. Vivian (laughs) Westwood? Tim. Uh, Chris Westwood. Okay. So we'll be back tomorrow with Closeness by Tim Westwood from the book 13 More Tales of Horror. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at TeenageScream underscore and on Instagram at TeenageScreamPod. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TeenageScreamPodcast. See you tomorrow. Bye.